The following episode is brought to you by Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Darren Katzka, Jessica Smith, Irene Viarito, Laura Pickren, Eric Whitman, Devious Pop-Tart, Elizabeth Clark, Natasha Rallerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, Charles Compton, Edvarth Arnoff, Dustin Troop, Rebecca Miller, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, along with all of our generous patrons. Renewed an actual paid podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your dungeon master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Uh, gentlemen, what happened last time? Uh, we went to a fight. Yes. Yep. Cobb, Cobb won. Fight. We, made, we all made some money. Yes. Um, yeah, I think before the fight, though. Ob was beaten up by an elf. <laughs> yes, his good, friend, his good friend Milo oh. cast barrier to help protect him, and then mm-hmm. Hob went out and wrecked the place. I think yep. antagonizing the big guy is definitely <laughs> the best move for the party so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so you all obviously earned experience last time, and we did not trigger anybody's obligation for this session, so that won't come into play. Um, but I believe Eris spent some experience, so would you like to cover what uh, what Eris has gained more proficiency in? Uh, Eris spent 10 of her experience on uh, a second rank in Artifice. Okay. And then with the release of the Keyforge book, you and I redesigned Artifice entirely. Yeah. Uh, and so she also bought a 5 XP talent to allow her to continue to um, basically what we did for those of you who have the Keyforge book, and I'm sure we'll deal with this in more detail in a review or something like that, but yeah, Artifice now functions for Amber crafting, which is making stuff instead of casting spells. Uh, but Eric created some ta- a talent called Impromptu Artifice to allow an Artificer to use the skill to cast spells, and you buy a rank in the talent to get a new spell. So since I've been casting, aug- since Eris has been casting Augment, I bought the first rank in that talent to sort of retroactively, retroactively justify that and justify my continuing to do that because it's a handy yeah. thing to be able to do. Um, okay, and I believe nobody else spent any experience yet, which is totally fine. Um, so we will get started on the new adventure. Um, so you all uh, have been contacted uh, for a job. It's been a couple weeks since the fight, um, so... Hob, you're you're well rested and ready to go. Uh, you all have been <clears throat> living your lives. I'm sure we'll do some little stingers at the start of episodes to give people some insight in what you all have been doing. Um, but this uh, this job is you've been instructed uh, to head up to the um, 
uh, Clifftop District, uh, which is higher up in the city than um, than you go to typically. Uh, it's in Upper Dura, um, and you are meeting with somebody named Halden uh, for a transport job. So he has something that needs to get to another party, and you all get to be middle people. So um, sounds like an exciting, exciting job. How many levels up are we going? Um, I mean, you're in the continue. lower Memphis plateau. So yeah, you're going to upper Dura. So oh, the upper um, city. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you're, you're being told to meet, uh, there's a back room, uh, in a, um, an in tavern type area called the dragon's horde that, uh, you all have been told to go, um, to go meet him in. So Yeah. Um, anything you all would like to do before setting out? No, not Hob. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. The Dragon's Horde is a shop. The Drunken Dragon is the name of the place that you're headed. And that's a bar. Yes, Presumably. has lots of oddities <laughs> on the walls and stuff like that. It's like it's like fantasy TGI Fridays. There's knickknacks everywhere, <laughs> and like. Um... So it's, it's like a dollar the... cocktails. <laughs> yes it's 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 the minotaur's restaurant from onward <laughs> yes <laughs> um if there's nothing that you all want to accomplish um sigil and kath and sauna are also accompanying you sigil is more than happy to continue driving um uh, i suppose it is noticeable that eris um has a couple of new toys uh when as we gather um, her left glove is now tricked out with um, metal plates that seem to have sort of um, purplish veins running through them. Uh, and then her Fletcher, uh, her, her weapon, uh, now has a, um, a small uh, scope uh, attached to the top of it. I think Hob gestures asking if he can take a look at the Fletcher's new toy and sticks his eye up to one end just to kind of see the <laughs> magnification. She, she lifts up this gun that is it's almost certainly ridiculously small uh, in Hob's hands just to be manageable by her. <clears throat> uh, but she, yeah, she absolutely lets Hob examine yeah. the Fletcher. He's just trying to show an interest in the things that she's interested in. Uh, she begins to go into great details about the mechanics of... Um, what the lenses are made out of and how she designed the matrix and, and, and he's not that into it right. <laughs> he gives it back to her appears <laughs> <laughs> um, to be very fine work Eris well you know I I do my best got, got a good payday so it's easier to uh, well off a, off a hob got a good payday easier to afford the, the shards necessary uh, on the the drive up, because um, I mean, going going two levels up is going to take some time. Um, Sana kind of looks over to you, Milo, and asks, "So, um, are are you getting settled uh, in your your new place? Okay, um, I know it must be a little bit different than where you were before." She's trying to be well, very uh, empathetic and kind in ha in broaching the subject of asking how Milo's doing. Um, she would probably know that he he's been staying in his 
his family's home where yeah. his elderly mother is. So settling in quite nicely with, with mother. She's, you know, she's getting up there and I try to help as much as possible, but it's not too bad. She must you know, like I, having I, you around the house though. Um, yes, pretty much. Yes. You know, I do wish the, uh, do wish keg bottoms was still around. I certainly miss that place, but you know, it's, it's nice to be around mom some when we're not out gallivanting as we are now. <laughs> um, anything else anybody wants to discuss or talk about? Um, Sigil does at one point during the drive, they turn to you, Eris, and uh, Sigil says, oh, by the way, I uh, I was doing a bit of research into the uh, the mysterious schema that we found, and I, I do have some findings to share with you when we have uh, a bit of downtime. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, you still have them, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't... Uh... I haven't done any winning yet. <clears throat> Good. Um, on, our, on our little journey, at some point, Milo pulls out a little music box and begins to play it. Okay. And glances over at Reynard, gives Reynard? him a nod of satisfaction. Yeah. Reynard gave him the box, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Wrote a song and everything. I know. <laughs> this is going to end with us starting a band. <laughs> <laughs> Not us, um, the characters. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you all, uh, Sigil finds a, a air dock uh, in the Cliffside District, and um, they tie up and pay the parking fee and... Um, you all are headed to the drunken dragon. Um, once again, you were instructed, um, basically when you get to the doorman, if you just ask for Halden, they'll know where to send you. Um, so cliffside, uh, or sorry, cliff top is, um, it's affectionately known as the adventurer's quarter. Like it's where all of these silly people that go off and hunt monsters and, uh, presume that they are uh, worthy of saving the world, uh, gather and supply and take off and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Absolute people, morons. Yeah, people that you all just think are the worst. Um, very self-important. Um, so, yeah, um, you all uh, don't have a hard time finding the Drunken Dragon. It has your typical uh, tavern sign hanging uh, with a dragon that has like the cartoon drunk bubbles and it's holding a... a a mug of ale and half-lidded eyes. Um, and there, there is a rather large uh, white human male standing at the door, just standing guard and keeping an eye out. Um, there's, not a, there's not a line to get in, so you all would just easily enough approach. Uh, Milo says, uh, excuse me, sir, can you direct us to uh, one known as Halden, please? Oh, you're... Here's the Holden. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'll I'll take you back. I was told to wait for you all. Follow me. And he turns on his heel and begins walking through. Uh, Drunken Dragon is 
fairly busy. Looks like a typical night for the four sales, uh, being the frame of reference that you all have. Um, there is a door. So there's some stairs going up to presumably the in rooms on the second level. And there's a door that looks like it would lead to a small uh, crawl space underneath the stairs. Um, but this brooding uh, doorman walks up and bangs on the door and a little section of it slides. And you see a pair of eyes. The Hiv Halden. Oh, okay. And door swings open. Um, and you're taken through, uh, there's like six doors behind this one door. So this is like the, uh, the bank of secret meeting rooms. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you all are taken into a room and as the door opens, you see a very pale, uh, dark haired man sitting behind the tape behind a table, uh, with an ornate black box that, um, a little bit bigger than a bread basket. Um, so yeah, just probably 18 inches wide, uh, by 10 inches tall and 10 inches, uh, thick. Others. <laughs> yeah. 10 inches, other dimension. <laughs> 10 inches on the Z axis. Um, and, uh, he sees you. He's like, oh yes, come sit, sit down. And there's... There's chairs. Reinhardt strolls in and sits. Are there enough chairs? Yeah. They're, they're uh, kind of scattered around the room because this is like, it's a utility room. Like, you never know how many people are going to need to have a secret meeting. So there's some chairs lined up against the wall, um, but it's a big enough table. Um, unless, unless he looks visibly agitated by it, I think Hob would stay standing. Okay. Um, so... Um, Reynard, you you take this. You take a seat first. Anybody else sitting? Uh, Eris will also sit down. Yeah, Milo sits. Um, this is sensitive information. Does your bodyguard need to be here? He's a, he's a bit more than a than a, I mean, just that, a that, bodyguard. That would be his assumption. If you're not taking a seat at the table, then you're not part of this conversation. Like, no, to- oh, okay, okay. Are we sitting around a table? Like he's on one side of the table, and there are seats on the other side. So, okay. um, if you like, Ob's Ob's not our bike guy. Ob's Ob's with us. Oh well, you stand. Okay. Um. Anyway, he's he's big, you know. Um, Chairs don't always stand up to him. I I apologize that my comment made you think I care, but uh, if we could continue with this transaction, that would be wonderful. Um. So. Oh. As, um i i presume that you are the ones from the clan that have been sent to meet with me um about transporting this box here that's right we're the loaded dice okay um (laughs) she said it first that's the rule (laughs) (laughs) i think the loaded dice is a fine name uh i do i i Anyway, um, you all have been given this job to transport this box down to the contacts in the cogs. Get the money, bring the money back to me, and you will receive your cut. Good? What's in the box? I'm glad you asked. 
the first rule oh, that I, I cannot do. overstate this, please don't look in the box. Um, second rule, well, more of a heads up. Um, I can assure you if you are caught with this box, you will probably not end up in a prison here in Sharn or even in Breland, but probably somewhere far off where nobody will remember your name. That's why we have middlemen like you. So you take box, do not look in box, do not get caught with box, get money, bring money back, everybody go home happy. Sounds exciting. <clears throat> right, what's in the box? Uh, I think Hob... He just stares at you, it, Eris. It's, it's not a small box, right? I mean, it's not big, but it's not small. So I think Hob just reaches over and grabs it. Yeah. Or kind of gestures like, I take this now, yeah? Yes, and you take this. Picks it up. Do you have Give any questions? Uh, and you've been given exactly location. in the cogs Ar do we... Eris Razor. <laughs> Hob puts a hand on Eric's shoulder. <laughs> Not in the movie Seven. We can't keep asking what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the movie Pulp Fiction. We can't look in the box. <laughs> so, where exactly in the cogs? You are going to the district Ashblack down in the cogs. There is uh, a warehouse down there. Uh, I, I your your contact should have given you the basic directions of what what you're looking for. Uh, because of the nature of this, it's a nondescript warehouse if it had any distinguishing features then we would pick somewhere else as a drop point um do we have the name of the contact in the cogs in the cogs yes the uh the contact down there is uh dorsoff dorsoff soft like like an f yes doors doors door stop um no <laughs> dorsoff is a uh changeling but obviously, uh, uh, I could be Dorsaf or you know, uh, I'm not. I'm I am Halden. Um, <laughs> Are you, I have another question. Yes. Are you Dorsaf? No, I am Halden. If you were Dorsaf, would you be likely to tell us? Um, it depends if I think you are a friend. Do Do you think we're friends? No. So that's a so fair assumption. Tell us <laughs> if you were Dorsoff. Is this conversation pertinent to you taking this box and getting me my money? Well, if we're supposed to take it to Dorsoff and you're Dorsoff, then we've done it. And yet I have no money. So do you think the job's complete if I don't have money? Yeah, we're going to be taking this box to the cogs now. Thank you. All right. Sounds like another day in the office. Let's be off. We stop oh. at the bar first. No. What's Dorsoff going to look like? And how are we going to know it's Dorsoff? Well, um, this uh, Dorsoff, like I said, is changeling, so Dorsoff could look like anybody. Uh, Dorsoff right, will be waiting out in front of a warehouse in the Ash Black District, awaiting you. Uh, you have this box. This box is very unique. So Dorsaf will see box. He will know who you are. He will give you money. Right. Obviously, it would be great malpractice on our part to give the box to someone else. So is there anything that we could ask Dorsaf or something Dorsaf could tell us that would allow us to confirm his identity? 
I was going to say Dorsoff knows what's in the box, but you're not supposed to know what's in the box, and you shouldn't by the time you get down there. So uh, if you know what's in the box, uh, then, maybe uh, maybe we could just have uh, Dorsoff would Dorsoff kill you if prove you know what's that in the he's box. a changeling. Mm, my understanding is you don't like to have to do that. Also, there's more than one changeling in Sharn. Yeah, using their essence as a parlor trick is not something uh, in my travels I've learned. Uh, the changelings don't love it. Does Dorsoff know who's coming? Will he know who's coming by the time we get there? Yes, I will send word of your appearances and what you look like and when to expect you since you are leaving now. Well, um, as, long, as long as he's on the lookout for us, I think we'll be found. And uh, nobody else should be knowing about this box or that you are coming to drop it off. And honestly, I, Dorsef is business contact. You give it to somebody else and they give you money and I get my money? Okay. Um, how much money should All we right, be expecting? All right, how much? Uh, well, that, that is part of the job and why I asked for such an eclectic crew. If I just needed muscle, I would get five of that guy. And he points at Hob. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Um, but you all you all can negotiate, and you get the percentage based off of uh, the money that you get me. So you get me more money, you get more money. You, I'm sorry, you want us to negotiate uh, an item that we're unaware of what it is. Yes. You might okay. want to give us a ballpark figure. Could you give us the value? Yeah, the value of this item. Um, I I am expecting to get at least five thousand gold pieces for this. So, and uh, the, the percentage that we get. Well, let us negotiate if you're concerned about it now, or we can negotiate when you get back with my money. Oh, I think up front, don't you, gentlemen? I believe that's uh, a good idea. Well, would one of you like to present an opening ask and then make a negotiation roll? Uh, I have that skill. And let me look at my... Okay, yes. Um, whoever rolls a charm, deception, or negotiation check in my presence get to add two advantage to the roll automatically. Nice. So there's that. So I will not be making it. Let me get it appears um, that uh, Eris may be our young negotiator. Have three green diamonds. <laughs> She's proven <laughs> so conversationally adept so far. I mean, see if she knows what's in the, in the box by the end of the end of the adventure or not. Bob's holding that box tightly. Yeah, I was about to say someone. <laughs> Hobbs Hob knows that's why. <laughs> yes, he does. He also knows that the employer said, don't look in the box and we're getting paid. So as far as he can help it, short of harming one of you, no one's looking in the box. Well, maybe harming some of you. Uh, <laughs> looking at you, Keg Bottom. <laughs> okay, we've been doing this for a while together, so... Uh, real quick out of character to the group. Mm -hmm. What do you think is our standard? Uh, surely we've had jobs where we take a percentage before. What do you think is our usual uh, cut? 20%. Hmm? 20%. 20%? I was going to say 15, but I like 20. <laughs> 20 is certainly yeah. a 20 is, 20 yeah, is an opening it may bid. It depend on the size of the job, too. Yeah, if, uh, if he's expecting a minimum of five grand, 
he can give us 20%, especially if we get him seven grand out of it, which he may not find out about. Right. That is a decision to be made later. <laughs> Who is negotiating again? I think it's Eris. That's, think her, it's Eris. That's, okay. her, that's her only social skill. Okay. <laughs> she's yeah, it. She's our, she is group negotiator. Cause if I, if I were to try to do a coercion check, I could, I would be rolling with, Two yellow and three green, but I don't think this guy gets coerced easily. Probably not. Um, charm the gold out of him. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So, um, do you want me to roll and then pitch, since this is social, or do you want, or because it's a negotiation, do you want me to pitch and then roll? Um, you're you're pitching twenty percent. So I, I know the number. Okay. Um, that's all I really need to know at this point. So, um, this will be against his negotiation. Um, which is two reds and a purple is the difficulty for his negotiation skill. Uh, well, I um, is this a sort of thing where someone can assist? Um, beyond Hobbs' talent, obviously. Yes. Um. So, what's what's your presence, Eris? Minus three. Three. I um. I think I am. Have... Yeah, and I have one one rank in it. Okay. I don't know um, if anyone has a better presence than that, though. No, I think Reynard has the same presence. Okay. Um, so typically in this scenario, doing assisting would be doing a combined check. Which won't which, be relevant here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then I will spend a story point um, since to upgrade this. Okay. And you should be good to go. Do I get a boost die for Moxie? For Moxie. Yeah. Um, listen, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> you've been very grating throughout this interaction, so I'll give you the she's boost for it. cute. She's curious. She's just... No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, I was, I'm, just, I'm just pestering you. No, it's cute uh, if she's 10, but she's double that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, okay. not good. So that is one failure, three advantage, plus Hobbs two, so five total advantage. Good um, lord. Which is a lot of advantage. Um, so uh, you do not succeed in convincing him right. uh, of 20%. Uh, and he he's going to say, oh, 20%. No. no um, well, well I, here's, here's Eris' yeah. opening bid. And then I will make a suggestion about the advantage. All right, so obviously what's in this box is of great value to you. And obviously you think there's at least some chance of us being waylaid between here and the cogs, or you wouldn't have hired us. So you're looking for a group with some special skills to get this box there in one piece. Even if someone tries to take the box from us or intercept the box, because, you know, otherwise you'd just hand it off to a carrier. I'm falling into the wrong accent. It's terrible. Um, uh, otherwise, you just uh, hand it off to a carrier. So here's my bit. Uh, I think we I think we get 20% uh, of the cut. Uh, I think you pay for lunch. And you tell me what's in the box. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all that advantage, we get nineteen percent. <laughs> you with all that advantage, here's, you get lunch. Here's, um, my, here's my here's my pitch for the advantage. He doesn't think that's an extremely unreasonable thing, so we're not that we're not that far apart of what he has in mind and what we're saying. Okay, and he's amused rather than irritated by Eris's persistence. Um. Okay. So yeah, he's he kind of smirks. Um, and looks at you all and I appreciate, uh, the way you lay out these thoughts and these words. And so I will <laughs> give you more than what, a <laughs> um, I will give you more than what I was thinking. Although 20% is, uh, ridiculous. Um, so I will go with 10 and you will thank me and we can move on. I was going to offer you five. So I don't know how this kind of encounter works in Genesis. So if, if we have now just concluded, like, this is where, this is where this ends. You tell me. Otherwise I would assume there's some back and forth. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to just do, do back and forth or anything like that. Uh, It's not a social, full social encounter. Okay. Um, Just, he was initially going to tell you you get 5% of whatever mm-hmm. the final price you negotiate based on the ad- an enormous amount of advantage and Hobbs big muscles. Mm-hmm. He thinks better and says, okay, I'll go with 10. So, and she looks at him and says, and lunch? Go. Um, and you don't get to know what's in the box. We didn't address that. No, <laughs> don't look in the box. Eris stands up straightens her extremely rumpled grease-stained coat and huffs out of the room. Um so um Sigil, Kath, and Sana stayed out in the main area. Just the like seven people going back into this meeting seemed a little <laughs> bit overkill. Um so um Kath uh, does everybody leave the room? Yeah, I <laughs> I mean yeah. I do. Um, so Kat sees you all walking out and says, so what's the gig? We have to deliver that box to the cogs. What's in it? We are not allowed to know. Uh, we're, we're not allowed to look in the box. That's an, that's an important distinction. And, and yet he did not lock the box, which would have been helpful if he didn't want us to know what's in it. But Probably I'll be holding kind of trap on it. I'll be holding on to it, and uh, don't get any ideas, please, everyone. What if it's a bomb? What if it's a good idea? <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> Hobbs starts walking. <laughs> Would you spell Holden for me, Eric? Uh, Holden, H-A-L-D-E-N. It was off by one letter. Um, I mean, I would so, think it's uh, not unusual for us to have taken these types of jobs in the past, maybe? Yes. And this is yeah. very usual behavior for Eris on this kind mm-hmm. of job. Um, Reynard, are you getting a drink? Yes. Um, um before, before we go in, 
Hold, hold on. I, I think we should. I think we should conceal this box in some way. Well, let's, Reynard. What drink are you getting, real quick? I was. I was going to say, Reynard walks back over to the group with a, uh, a pint or Milo drink for himself and says, "Yes, I am." Put these on Holden's tab, so we should leave. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Reynard. Welcome. Okay. Um, Reynard, so I, when the checks you write come due, <laughs> I, I will be standing on the other side. <laughs> Hold on to that um, box, mate. Okay. <laughs> Milo, you were talking about disguising the box in some way? Yeah, I'll cover it up, put it in something. I mean... You say it's about the size of a bread box? It's it's bigger than that. It's 18 by 10 by 10. So, um, yeah, it's a good size. Um So you could you could like throw a cloak over it, but it's not going to fit in a bag or anything like that. Um So um are you all ready to go? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So you head back to the sky coach. Hobbs just um, crad- cradling it like a football. I mean, yeah. Presumably, you communicated to Sigil uh, where you all are going. Uh, so Sigil unties and pushes off. Um, <laughs> slowly starts to sink. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sigil takes off uh, with the flow of traffic. Um, it is a a weekend. Uh, so traffic is really starting to pick up as the nightlife starts booming. Um, so you all, it's, it's a bit slower going down than it is going, than it was going up. Uh, because like, like we see in any, uh, fictional property with flying cars, uh, there has to be some, uh, order to the traffic. Otherwise it would just be crashes constantly. So, (laughs) um, so sigil is going, uh, with the flow of traffic, it's going kind of slow. Um, uh, Hob, give me a vigilance check. Okay. Oh, wow. Three success, two threat. Okay. So the the threat is going to kind of bake into what happens. So you've got the, your cradle in the box and you're just sitting there and it's like awkward silence of people waiting in traffic. Um, and you all of a sudden, like, it's it's absolutely not noticeable to anybody else. But you feel the box shift a little bit. And you hear noise from within the box. Not like a skittering or, like, it's, like, muffled sound. And you feel the box kind of shift a little bit. Um, and so... <laughs> Hob, Hob checks to see if there are any breathing holes he didn't notice earlier in the box. <laughs> Uh, you do not see any breathing holes. Um, <laughs> Eris looks over with... and says, what if Sigil looks in the box? They weren't in the room. <laughs> um, so go, and take... didn't tell them. go and take two strain, Hob, for the threat, just because oh, okay. you're, sure. you're, you're, you're conflicted on what what is happening with this box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suddenly Hob thinks he's... Can I... Can I... Tell me this. Is it strong enough that this could be a thing Hob could do? When they actually have gotten into the boat, he's sitting on the box. Would it be strong enough to support that? Or would he still be holding it? 
Yeah. I think he thinks he's sitting on a bound elemental. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you going to do anything with the box based on that information? Mm-mm. Not right now. Um, because the, the sound that you hear from within the box is kind of... But very faint. Um, All the rest of us could close our eyes <laughs> and Kath or Sona could look in. No. You all are sitting in traffic. Um, Hob, you're dealing with this situation underneath your butt. Uh, Eris is... Cocking, uh, concocting up uh, varying scenarios where somebody can look in the box and Reynard and Milo Orton's are drinking. not even a part of our organization. <laughs> uh, he could just tell us what it is, or not what it is, but he could just tell us whether it's safe or not. Um, what if while- we just open the box as another vehicle passes by? They can tell us what's in there. <laughs> um while you all are having this conversation, uh, somebody is cutting through the traffic uh, on one of those green discs that you all saw the uh, the Warforge riding on uh, when you all were in that car chase a while back. Um, and then, all of a sudden... Stupid kids uh, go in between the lane on their hover discs. <laughs> Getting on their sky calves. Um, all of a sudden... You feel your sky coach rock as another body is all of a sudden in it. What? Um, and uh, <clears throat> you see um, out of nowhere, this elf woman um, with like blonde hair and very fair skin is like standing amongst you. And she looks to Sigil and says, I'm a member of the King's Shield. Chase that person. Now. Go. Go. <laughs> go. Did we just get commandeered? And Follow Sigil is just... Sigil is just box for a second. Well, I'd like to see a badge. Go! Anybody say anything? Is she dressed in such a way that we know that that's really what she is? You've never met a member of the Citadel, Milo? She have a badge? (laughs) Well, you never know. This is is fantasy FBI, CIA, like Navy SEAL person. Um. Oh, fine, man. (laughs) I don't tell Sigil what to do. All right. Okay, is is anybody going to actively try and obstruct this from happening? I mean, Eris wants to see some ID. I think if you expect us to chase after someone for you, you should show us some, some identification. Um. So are you stopping Sigil from going, Eris? I don't think Eris could stop Sigil okay. from going. <laughs> so, so... Um, I mean, she could let break me ask the car. Let's be fair, I, she could break the car, but... One, I'm one questioning very... this this Citadel agent's judgment. This quick little agile disc is flying around. I better jump into the big boat with seven people. <laughs> very quickly, um, did you all communicate the... You, you obviously communicated one of the rules um, that Halden laid out on this job to Kath and Sigil. Did you communicate the other one that if you are caught with this box, you're probably going to end up somebody somewhere very bad? Eris didn't I mean, hear sure that rule. We relate everything. Hob forgot that rule. Because as soon as he said you can't look in the box, Eris's mind was focused on looking in the box. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Milo would. I mean, these. This is part of our group. Yeah. I. I he think would relate I, all the all the pertinent info. I also think, and I don't know those three well yet. Jeff doesn't. Hob does. Isn't that kind of understood? 
if you're calling us to move something, it's an illegal thing that if we got caught with it, it'd be bad. <laughs> I mean, I think what Halden was trying to convey is that like the city watch isn't going to take you in for this. Like, like you all are going to end up in the dread hold if you're caught with this thing. Understood. An elf woman who is an FBI agent will take us in for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully um, we can convince her it's just a reinforced bench for the big guy. <laughs> So Sigil's going to take off after while Eris is pestering this woman for some form of identification. Um, How do I know you're not some kind of assassin after that poor man? Was it a man? I didn't even... I, did, I, did I see anything about the person you, on the... On you, the you, you, did, you were not paying attention to this jerk that was circumventing traffic. So um, uh, she just very flustered looks back at you Eris and says I will show you, show you some identification when we stop the vehicle my name is Corella I am a member of the King's Sword and frankly right now I don't have time for this that was Corella not Cruella yes Corella okay K-Y-R-E-L-A wow I was six oh, kinds of wrong so off yours is better <laughs> no, that, that, that's a nicer looking name that I wrote down. Um, so Sigil is chasing after this person. Um, are you all just passively sitting there? Um, I mean, we're in a high speed chase. I assume there are not a lot of other good things to do in an open yeah. vehicle in a high speed chase. Hey, is the box you, still mumbling. Yeah, um, you know nothing about this, Reynard. Um, okay. About the box. Um, I I am not actively trying to get us going faster or anything like like before okay until this person can until this person convinces me that she is in any way shape or form what she claims to be at this okay. point hob is his now kind of man spreading a little bit to cover as much of this box under with his robe as he can okay. <laughs> um he's like lean okay. forward watching um so uh, Sigil is uh, managing to fly uh, above the traffic and they're kind of bobbing and weaving um, and Corella pulls out uh, a, a staff like out of out of a bag that seems impossible that this staff just came out of it Ooh. and she kind of spins it and starts firing uh, firing off spell shots at this person um, right now I'm concerned that we're accessories to some kind of crime if you try to stop me, then you Our will life. be accessories to some kind of crime. I don't know that yet. You're refusing to show me any kind of identification. Do you think I owe you to show you identification? As she's saying as she's like flinging spells. I I do think so. Yes. I mean, you want us to help you chase someone down. If we were just supposed to take people's words that they are members of the Citadel in order to go and chase down people and have them assault other people in traffic, but don't you think that sets a really dangerous precedent? I don't think I care. She sounds like a cop to me. <laughs> God, I, I... <laughs> she manages to fire off uh, what appears to be some kind of, uh, I mean, it's its Dispel. There's enough of you that can cast that to know what that looks like. Um, she casts Dispel and it manages to hit this uh, sled that this guy is riding and it just drops and he manages to tumble on a uh, platform. Uh, that he was about 15 feet above. Um, right. Well, we'll slow down. Uh, you uh, hop on out. So Sigil uh, 
pulls up to this platform and she hops out um, and drops her staff and just immediately runs up and uh, as um, as you all like it's it's a blink and you miss it kind of moment um, she runs up and her back is facing you all and you see in an instant a flash of a arcane looking symbol some might call it a dragon mark except you all know what dragon marks look like and this looks weird um and all of a sudden you you see this it's it's a young uh human male uh that's on the ground um you hear him scream briefly as she descends on him and then you hear a sickening popping noise as she stands up and kind of looks over her shoulder and smirks as that's not uh, she leaps off the platform down out of uh, out of sight um i would like to pick up her staff okay you can go and pick up her staff um you sigil begins to pull away uh because what um but you hear a lot of people screaming uh this this wasn't a uh an empty platform um eris eris is out of the car like eris jumps out of the car she grabs the staff she's running over she wants to see where this person is falling okay um you as you get your head over the edge of the platform you see just enough uh like three traffic lanes down Mm -hmm. Um, you see her land in a vehicle and take off. Um, Can I make out anything about the vehicle? It's a sky coach. I mean, surely people uh, paint their sky coaches. <laughs> um, anybody else getting out of the vehicle? Absolutely not, Hob. Anybody uh, going to Milo, check? Milo, Milo would get out. Okay. Just to keep an eye on Eris. Okay. Reynard? Reynard's addressing the closest bystander, saying, We didn't know her. <laughs> Not with her. I don't know what's she happened. She killed him. She, You were with him. She was in your car and she killed him. I thought she I imagined that. I've been vehicle. drinking. <laughs> um, seeing that nobody else um, is doing it, Sigil hops out and they run over to the body. Um, and begin to examine um sigil kind of starts once they get over there um and begins kind of looking for some form of identification on this person um so uh Uh, eris is examining the staff at this point since she can't track this person eris is examining the staff okay body like like what does the body look like it's like a dead body. Um, <laughs> Remarkably <laughs> like a dead body. Remarkably like one, yes. <laughs> let me um, let me get a check. I'm going to use a story point to upgrade this mm-hmm. check from you, Reynard, to kind of calm the crowd down. Um, so oh. you can use charm, but they're freaking out. So uh, your difficulty is going to be uh, your base difficulty is one red, two purple, and I'm using a story point to upgrade it to two red and a purple. 
So well, then I'd like to use a story point too. Go ahead. Okay. Oh. Is that, that mean? Is that our first despair? I think it's the first That's despair. The first one success, one despair, is the the result of that check. So I did um, something bad. So Reynard, you managed to convince those bystanders that yes, um, that that person was in your car. You don't know her. You don't know nothing about her, and she killed somebody. But it's not on you. Um, and they they believe you. The despair, though. No. Um, through the crowd, um, you see an individual walking through, um, kind of looking about, and they reach into their pocket and pull out this insignia and say, "Okay, everybody, easy, King Sh- King Shield here. Uh, I'll take care of it if you want to." <laughs> disperse um oh <laughs> eris goes to disperse yeah time yes. to disperse um so reynard are you turn and tail too uh i think reynard was still addressing them from the ship so he just kind of bumps <laughs> okay. down okay side of the ship he just sits and looks straight ahead <laughs> <laughs> It's like the, if it were a car, you recline it to where it's just... <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, okay, so everybody's headed back to the the boat, uh, including Sigil. Um, the, uh, the king's shield um, sees the body and begins to react just as Sigil just basically, for lack of a better term, kills the engine to where you all just drop out of sight. Um, but it's it's probably impossible that they didn't at least get a glimpse of you. So, um, Sigil's just driving at this point. Um, so, uh, uh, what, what, um, what, what's the plan? Well, I just want to point out that when the actual King Citadel showed up, they showed badges. So, I hope, and I think, we've all learned a valuable lesson today, about people jumping onto our ships. End of episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can head over to the Facebook group, The Geek Pantheon. Uh, we also have a Discord that you can join. The link is on our Facebook and on our webpage, thegeekpantheon.com. Um, and we also have a Twitter and Instagram at The Geek Pantheon. Uh, we have a Patreon uh, that you can join, that you get lots of uh, lovely benefits. We've had some listeners ask about the location of the Eberron to Genesis conversion material that uh, we have been working on for this campaign. And the uh, the DM spell, Spellbook tier is where you can find all of that wonderful uh, work that we put into uh, this, this setting and this system. Um, anyway think that's all i've got for now so uh thank you all so much for listening once again i'm your game master eric i'm philip trevor Andy, Jim.